We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bear Down Ballers here on the Field of 68 Media Network. I'm Ryan Wall, and I'm joined, as always, by Jordan Pollock. How are you today, Jordan? I'm doing great. I love I love these things yeah, that happens. I don't fine. know if you've ever on yeah, I don't know if you've done it on FaceTime. So you do like do like thumbs up and stuff. It'll give you like cool videos. But I'm having a great day, dude. Last night was Last night was an awesome night for college basketball in general, and and yeah, it's been it's been a great hoops hoops season so far. Yeah, well, Jordan, let's not wait any longer. Let's get right into it. Arizona played another Power Five team in Alabama last night. They came out on top, eighty-seven to seventy-four, improved to nine and one, got back on track as we know from their loss just a couple of days ago to the current number one team in the country in Purdue. But last night was. Just a crazy game to me. The you know the highest the highs, the lowest the lows. And let's start from the beginning of the game when Alabama came out. They trailed nine to nothing in the first half, and then they went on a crazy run and they outscored um, Alabama twenty eight to nineteen to finish the first half. What do you think of how they started this game, and what do you think went wrong with their approach? Yeah, I think I think a part of it was it was just a little different. I know Arizona over the last few weeks they've played really good teams, but they but they went into games like not really expecting to run. And I know definitely on Saturday against Purdue, even the commentators were super surprised of how much Purdue seemed like they wanted to run. And so I think Arizona was, I think, expecting a, a little bit, but I think it just kind of jumped at them in the face probably a little too much of how much Alabama wanted to run along with them. Um, and they just missed, like early in the game, they missed a lot of shots. And and yeah, and Alabama Alabama shot really terribly from three, but they were they, they dominated the offensive boards, especially in that first 10-minute mark. That was something that was very glaring for for Alabama was how much they're hitting the offensive rebounds and getting second chance opportunities. I, I remember there's even a few of them where they left empty off of like two or three offensive rebounds. 
And so I think that was that was the biggest glaring thing to me really early in the game was how many opportunities Bama was getting in their possessions. And Arizona would either miss a shot and be one and done going the other way or they would miss a layup. And it was just, I think, hard for them to get, I think, one-on-ones. A majority of, of Alabama steals pretty much were from the help man off of dribble drives, I noticed, and getting the ball popped loose. And so, and, and and early in the game, they also it was also very differently called the game from the refing standpoint from the first half to the second half. I don't know if that was something you noticed, but yeah, they kind of just 100%. let them play. I don't, and there there wasn't even really a, a break in play. I don't think of, until the first TV timeout. Really, it was up and down that whole time. And I think that was they scored probably within two minutes of that TV timeout. That. They wanted a long drought, but um, I think once they got settled in and once they kind of realized that Alabama was not shooting nearly as much and as well as Purdue was doing on Saturday, it was a little easier for them to adjust and, and try to figure out kind of what Alabama's game plan was. Yeah, we, we talked just a couple of days ago when we were previewing this game, Jordan, that Alabama is an elite three-point shooting this year their lead shooting team this season but before you know it it seemed like to me they just couldn't hit a shot they were I, I believe one for 15 or something to start the game and before you know it two Arizona turned the ball over about seven times a, a little over halfway through the first half and to me it was just apparent that Arizona just continues to come out to slow starts in each of the past two games, and they're, they're just flat-out careless with the ball. They don't take care of the ball well. They've turned the ball over. We'll get into the turnovers a little bit later. 14 total turnovers. They were a little better in the second half, but they they just couldn't get, like you mentioned, they couldn't get boards, and they were allowing offensive rebounds to Alabama. And, yeah, Alabama missed a ton of three-pointers, but they also were getting a lot of open three-point shots. Most of those shots weren't heavily covered, and Arizona just did a very, very poor job in that department. And just throughout the first half, it seemed like Caleb Love, he was getting sometimes double teamed by by Alabama, and Arizona just, to me, doesn't do a good enough job of getting Caleb Love the ball. Because we've talked about it. Caleb Love is trying to fit in this season with Arizona. And he's trying to make an impact in multiple different ways. And he, he did finish. He finished with 13 points, 7 rebounds. He, he was shot uh, very poorly from deep th- or from the field, 3 for 11. He had two key baskets we'll get into later in the game. But Arizona, in big games like this against high major teams, they have to make it a focal point to get Caleb Love the ball early, and they just have to be more aggressive. But the Jordan, I wanted to get your thoughts because the guy who stood out to me throughout this entire game and had his season high and led Arizona in scoring, but also rebounding, was Umar Balo. 16 points, 12 rebounds. He, he had a block. He was just a physical force. And he, he even he was 5 for 11 from the field. Even when he was missing some easy layups, which he missed a couple, 
he he didn't shy away mm-hmm. and he continued to drive down low in the paint and finish through contact and he did a really good job in this game of that yeah yeah i completely agree and we were, we were actually texting during the game and within the first few minutes i texted i texted you and i was like this feels like this could be like an umar balo big game like yeah, i, I felt like that. he was gonna get 20 points yeah and just kind of how they were guarding him they they wanted to double him quick but i think especially later into the game once it was later in the possession once he was able to get one-on-one matchups down in the post and and they even talked about it a little in the broadcast when they're doing high lows with him and with him and johnson and and that was that was a huge thing offensively that i think really led to them to be able to get going really because with the what and, and I don't think U of A they didn't shoot great from three, but they had a few guys that were somewhat effective that were still kind of leading Alabama to kind of spread out. I know I think a little bit later into that first half because the the early first half I don't think Alabama did not seem like they were really scared of a shooting wise and they're trying to clog Marvel. up that lane as. They were clogging up that lane as much as they could, and that led to a lot of those turnovers from from tip balls from the help man helping on dribble drives. But I think once once the game kind of settled and Boswell, I think, hit an early three, and that spread out the defense, and then they spread it out even more with uh, throwing Johnson at the at the high post and having Umar bury his man, which that was very effective for for Arizona, especially their two. Their two big man's fouling out at the, I think it was like a six minute mark in the second half. Yep. And so that that was a huge thing for Arizona offensively. And and I think a big thing is just this Alabama team, I think Nate Oates has done a great job of of making it very like they just remind me of just an NBA team. Like they're super lengthy, the way they play, they want to shoot threes. Their spacing is it like is very identical to um and i think houston what i think i talked about how mark d'antoni yeah, yeah he you would, did i agree yes and even budenholzer he would always like for all of their offensive sets they have basically spots that always need to be covered throughout an offensive possession and they're usually like two feet outside of the three-point line and that's a great job that alabama does they space they space it out really well and I think you were talking about you were just talking about open threes, how many of those Alabama got. And I think that's just due to how well they space. And the second they get a dribble drive, the second a help man steps up, that's a wide open lane for a three pointer to the wing. And I feel like I saw that maybe four or five times the announcers started to call it yeah. later. But that that's just one thing super unique that Alabama does that not ton, especially lately, Arizona has not really played any teams like that. Like they play very the last two two big matchups they've had against Big Ten teams are very stereotypical. Like they have a they have a good center. They want to try to isolate him, and then and then they have athletes to where they'll kind of dribble drive. They'll they'll take anything they can really get. And so this Alabama team is very 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 NBA like. And, and Nate Oates has done a great job. And and who if they shoot very if they shoot above twenty percent from three, the game's probably a lot different at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, Jordan, but th- that's a result of when you live and die by the three like Alabama does. For sure. That's the for result sure. that you're going to see sometimes is that eight for 40 from three. And even though some of their looks I did mention were open, 
they were forcing just way too many shots. You yeah. know, in, in this game, if you just look at it, how many shots did Grant Nelson take for Alabama that he took after he like it's I, I don't I think he like he might have started and he, like I think he was like oh for five or more and then he hit a couple. He was like oh for eight in the first half even, or something like that. Oh for eight even, and it's to me you ha- that's why you have to have a balance of the give and take of when you're shooting well and you keep shooting and keep firing. And then if you're not, you're, you're not going to win a lot of games and that's the result. And that's why Alabama is a little over 500 at six and five. That's where they sit right now mm-hmm. is because yeah, they are averaging about 40% from deep for the season, but a night when you're off, it's hard to beat teams when that's your priority on offense. But Jordan, getting back to Arizona and just the shooting overall, was they, they both teams combined to shoot five for 34 from deep in the first half. It was just absolutely terrible. And in the second half, like you mentioned, Arizona got going. Boswell hit some shots. Pella Larson was unbelievable in this game. So many big hustle plays, so many big buckets. His passing was good. He was he only had one turnover. He was really great. But Jordan, I I texted you something that during one point in this game in the second half, I texted you that KJ Lewis was playing was playing as the best, and he was the best guard for Arizona at some points during last night. He had nine points, four assists, four rebounds, three steals, three for five from the field, and only twenty two minutes. He did have three fouls in the first half, so limited his minutes in the first uh, 20 minutes. But his impact is just elite, and I really think if he keeps this up and as his role develops over time at Arizona, I really think he'll be an NBA player later down the line. But currently, right now, that's the type of player that you need off your bench if you're going to make a run deep into the tournament and you need those type of guys that just they they bring other things that go way beyond the stat sheet. Yeah, completely agree. And especially against a team like Alabama that stretches you out, our our bench and going small ball with the those crucial minutes when Umar Balo wasn't in the game was was a huge reason for a lot of those huge uh, runs in the second half, especially when when you can switch on every single ball screen. It just adds an extra dynamic of aggressiveness that you can be on ball and and help with rotations when the ball is swung to the opposite possession. I think that was – yeah, I completely agree with you. K.J. Lewis played amazing through those stretches when he was basically running at the three and the four. And and just his ability to get steals and to start transition, I think, was, was a huge reason why they won last night. And just their ability to be able to get in transition, to score, to force fouls, what was just huge and 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 all leads to him him and Pele and just their effort their effort when they don't have the ball in their hands is is huge and leads to them being successful with the ball in their hands like that crucial steal that Pele had late in the second half like he was the one that got the putback bucket and and that's just a thing when when you're everywhere when your effort and you're being aggressive, you're just going to find yourself in the right spot. And and that's been a huge thing for him and KJ Lewis in this game. But Pele has been doing it all season. And and we, we keep harping on these guys, but 
these guys are going to be the reason that they make a deep tournament run. And they're the reason they're going to, they're going to win. They're going to win turn the tournament and they're going to win, win championships this year. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, Jordan, uh, the guy that I called out a little bit in our show a couple of days ago that I have always loved to watch over the past two seasons, but just have felt that we need to see more production. We need to see him be more aggressive and take control more. And he did that last night. That is Kylan Boswell, the point guard of this team. I thought this was his best game that he's played probably since the Michigan state game or the Duke game earlier in the season. He was a lead yeah. last night. 15 points, five steals, four assists, four rebounds, six for 14 from the field. And he had a couple big threes. He hit a, he had a big three when Alabama was coming back um, within 10 points. He kind of hit a, a three, a, a dagger for say, to kind of put it over the edge late in the game when Arizona needed it. And I, I just, I, I think when Arizona, and it's like I said last time, when Arizona has that version of Kylan Boswell, he's a top five point guard in the country when he's playing like that. And that's how Arizona gets to the next level is when you have a guy playing of that caliber and then you have Pella Larson and Caleb Love adding in um, the pieces around the edge. That's how you become an elite team. And Boswell was just excellent last night. Yeah, it seemed like the game just came very easy to him, and I was just happy to see it for him to get back on track, get going in a big game. Yeah, definitely. I think I think one thing that I think was pretty glaring is is his turnovers. Like the same number of turnovers as assists is not great from your lead guard. And I think I outside of that, I I saw one bad transition three that he took in the second half that I absolutely hated. But outside of that, yeah, I, I agree. He, he played well. He played a lot better than he has in the most recent weeks. Um, but tur- turnovers was was a lot. For I, I know they didn't have as, as many as Alabama did, but some of them were just also not super great. And there's they had a few unforced turnovers in that game. And I think one of the biggest stats that I think I can look back on and just kind of question is I think free throw percentage – and that's especially when our worst free throw shooter did shoot over 50. And I think he was, I think that's right about his season average in Umar Balo. But outside of that, still 
still six misses from everybody else that I think that's a pretty questionable thing. And without Caleb Love shooting all of his free throws at the, at the end of the second half, that game could have looked very different. So I think that's that's definitely one stat that I I'm very questionable about and kind of hope that they they gotta they gotta figure out a way to improve that and get better in that specific aspect of the game. Yeah, you just mentioned Caleb Love, Jordan. I, I want to get into him and what he did last night a little more because this is a game a type of game last night that he's played multiple times this season. He doesn't have a good stat line early on. He's shooting a very low percentage, not hitting shots. And not even he, he didn't even have many shot attempts the whole first half. And then in the second half, it got mm-hmm. going a little bit. But when we got into the back end of the second half, that's when Caleb Love seems to come alive. Every time this season when Arizona mm-hmm. needs a guy to be aggressively, I believe Alabama got it within six points as Arizona had it over 12 point lead at some points during the second half. They got it close. Caleb Love hit a couple foul shots. Caleb Love then had back-to-back possessions where he finished through contact, had elite baskets on the fast break. And that's just, that pretty much has summed up his time in Arizona so far this year is he's, unlike last year when he would have bad games, they would affect not just his game, but he would affect the entire team's performance and how they would do that night. But this season, even when he's not shooting well, even when he's not getting going early, he still hits seven foul shots. Like I said, he still has seven rebounds, finishes with 13 points, and he he just affects the game at such a high level when he's on, and he really is just the cherry on top because, when, like I said, when you have Larson and Boswell playing well and Balo, and then you get Caleb Love to get going at the end, that's when this team is just scary for other teams playing against Arizona. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and just all in all, looking back at this game, Jordan, I really think it, it it's hard to judge because I don't think it was an overall great performance by Arizona. They did win by 13 points, and to me, the biggest takeaway is that even – on a night where Arizona started slow and like when they started slow in the Purdue game, it let them affect their play throughout the game. I know that was on a neutral site, but basically a home game for Purdue. This one was the opposite, but Arizona bounced back in a big way. They had the Wildcats fans support there at the footprint center. And they really just, like I said, as the game continues to go on, teams can be close but Arizona just starts to wear teams down as I keep harping on that as the game goes on. And in the end, Arizona just proved they're a better all-around team than Alabama. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68 each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. 
$1,500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When cross the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Yeah, completely agree. And, and they even talked about that a little bit in the broadcast, especially defensively, to where the Arizona team, their top five defensive efficiency, and they just kind of wear you out throughout the game. They're not going to jump out from the tip in and get and surprise you. But their aggressiveness, their physicalness, their speed throughout the game, it just gets harder and harder to play against guys that are that are making aggressive plays and guys are just flying to the ball. It gets harder and harder to make plays, especially when you get more tired. And th this team does a great job of of adjusting and staying flexible. And and all the Tommy Lloyd, because especially early in that in that first half, I think we should talk about how upset Tommy Lloyd was getting with how how careless. Yeah. And in open that the refs were kind of letting the game gameplay of just some of like they're pretty much letting them play. And there are a lot of physical plays that was happening. And and Tommy Lloyd even got teed up because of how much he was riding on the refs with with how yeah, much they're swallowing their whistle. Jordan, I don't I don't know if I've seen Tommy Lloyd that heated since he's been at Arizona. He he looked like yeah. he was gonna get into a fight with the ref there. It was that was something else. And, and that was Literally. after a horrible, horrible call against Keisha Johnson. They caught mm -hmm. an offensive foul. I didn't see any contact there when he made that move to the basket. It was just that that was one of, like you said, many bad calls in that first half. Yeah. And and it's so odd, especially after at least a decade of sweaty Sean Miller that was screaming over every possession. And it's and it's just kind of it's I, I think it's cool. I love having like like I've I've had coaches in, in my life playing like football and basketball to where they've either always been calm and nothing's ever like made them upset. And then some that get upset every single call. And I know me like as a player, I've always preferred like my coach is calm. Cool. I can be calm, especially if something bad's happening. And but like especially with a guy like that with Tommy, when he does go that extra level, I I would always sense myself kind of rising like okay like this is this is actually like really intense like my coach is getting into it that gives me authority to be mm -hmm. able to get yeah. intense into the game. Yeah, yeah. Tommy is he he's a he's a friendly a nice guy, great coach, mm -hmm. and he he is kind of he he blurs that line but he is very focused when it comes to the game and he he does get animated at times and he sticks up for his players and it's great to see great to see a coach like that but jordan any other final thoughts for you from this alabama game before we preview saturday's game against florida atlantic um i'll be curious to see if they play another team that shoots as many threes and how poorly efficiently they shoot those threes throughout the season. I very much doubt they're going to play anybody in the Pac-12 that's going to be like that. But I, it's eight of forty 
is crazy. Like they shot Insane. twice as many threes as Arizona did. Insane. Like, like 40, 40 threes in college is just crazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jordan, like let, it's wild. Let, on that, let's move on and talk about this Saturday's game. It's the Desert Holiday Classic. It's number four Arizona taking on number 14 FAU, the Florida Atlantic Owls, who were in the final four last year. They're following up. They're they're with another good season. They're nine and two. And this is taking place at the T Mobile uh arena in Las Vegas. What they call Macau North. It will likely be another, hopefully almost home game for Arizona. It's taking place on Fox. It's at one o'clock Arizona time, 3 p.m. on the East Coast. And Jordan, this is a fantastic matchup. This is an elite guard battle. And Florida Atlantic, unlike Arizona, Arizona has five guys averaging in double figures. Florida Atlantic only has three, but their three-headed monster, as I call it, is very good. They got Vlad Golden, an elite big man, seven foot one. John L. Davis, Elijah Martin, the two elite guards. And they return most of their top core from a final four team from a year to go a year ago jordan how do you think this matchup plays out and what are you expecting on saturday yeah i, th- I think it's going to be a, a really fun game fau is a great mid-major like you said they just made a final four and they return i pretty much every single starter mm-hmm. um from their from their final four team a year ago their shooting splits are really great right under 40 percent from three um pretty much 50 percent from the from the rest of the field um they score well they're they're really well coached i'm kind of surprised that he wasn't poached out of fau after their final run but i'm sure i'm sure returning the rest of his roster was was a big reason that he wanted to stay um but i'm i'm excited i'm i'm really excited because umar balo after a week like last Saturday playing Zach Eady, reigning national player of the year. And now uh, against dude, his name is so interesting. Vladislav, yeah. the dude from Russia, like center, like we we're just talking about it right before we hopped on the air, but the dude averages 20 minutes, 20 minutes a game and his stat lines insane for yeah. barely playing a half yeah, in a game, like 50 rebounds or 15 points, seven rebounds, um, almost two blocks a game in, 20 minutes is is crazy to me. Like I, I was looking at, I think there's like seven other players that average more minutes than him. And you were saying that one reason is he is pretty foul happy. And so I think that'll be a very interesting thing, especially after last night against Alabama, how much their forwards were in foul trouble pretty much throughout the whole game, leading to both of them getting fouled out. And so that I think that'll be a very interesting battle, especially with how physical Balo can be in the posts and how many fouls he can get called on on his defenders. And yeah. so I, I, I think it's another fun center matchup and in an era where college basketball has all the centers, but all these good centers like never get to the NBA. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see that matchup for sure. Yeah, uh, a, a key stat and a crazy one at that is that Vlad Golden, the seven-footer for FAU that we've been talking about, his field goal percentage is 75.9%, leading the country in field goal percentage for all active college players. And he's not just leading, but he's leaving 
by over five percentage points in that category. He's been elite this season. A lot of growth from him from last year to this season. But like like you just mentioned and we've talked about is his foul trouble issue. He's gotten three plus fouls in five games this year. Fouled out of one. So if if Balo could be aggressive with him and get him in foul trouble early, that's the key to success to beat this FAU team because he he is a seven footer, but he runs the floor very, very well. He's a good rebounder and he 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 is a great finisher in the paint. But their two guards, I mentioned Elijah Martin, John L. Davis, they're really good. Davis is the better is the better shooter. He's shooting 48% from deep. Him and Martin don't shoot a ton of threes. They're they're as a team, they're 38%. So they're not elite there, but because they focus getting their baskets in the paint, I think Arizona is going to win this game. I'm going to say by seven points because I think it'll be close in the second half, but like the common denominator besides the Purdue game last week, Arizona pulls away late, especially at Macau North. I think they'll do just that. Jordan, what's your score prediction on this game and do you think Arizona, after losing to Purdue, having quite a a bad end to last week after being the number one team in the country, do you think they get their second straight win and another top fifteen victory? Yeah, I, I think they will get the win. I think I think it'll be a lot closer than the game was last night. I I think it'll be a one possession game through and through. Um, this FAU team has played some really good teams. Mm-hmm. Texas A and M, they beat them a few weeks ago. Who who I who was my favorite even still to come out of the SEC and um, played a played a really good game against Illinois. Um, I believe that was two weeks ago. And so I I I think this FAU team is really good. I, you were just talking about John L. Davis. Almost fifty percent from three, very very similar shooting splits from three to um, what Kylan Boswell is shooting. He's still, I think, at fifty after even after last night. But I I think mm-hmm. this game will be be up and down as well. Two great coaches. I I think this game will come down to the very end, and I I think I think Arizona will win. Probably, I'll probably say he's eighty to seventy nine. Give them a one point edge. Wow! Wow! All right, well, we both have Arizona getting the win. And, Jordan, this is the final game of the non-conference schedule for this season. They have six days off before next week they start off conference play. And they started on the easier note, I would say. They they start in Northern California at Cal, at Stanford, next Friday and Sunday. We'll get into those games next week. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in, watching, listening, subscribing. Be sure to follow us on X at Bear Down AZ Pod. Follow the field of 68, and we'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.